When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 962 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We got the crew. It's a good crew. James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and you. You're the best part of the crew. That's my favorite. Hey. What? Don't be nice to the listeners. They are the best part of the crew. Because otherwise, we're I just... Think we should make an all-time, like, top, top ten listeners. Yeah. And then leave Keith off it and just devastate <laughs> him. That could rock his entire world. Honestly, if we did that, I feel like a lot of mail would not get delivered. If we did this in the holiday season, there would be children that don't get their Christmas gifts if we did that to Keith. So in the name of Christmas... Wait, Keith is Santa Claus now? No, but he is a mailman. Oh. He delivers this nation's mail. He keeps this nation moving, Ben. All right. Salute to you, like Keith it. Gothard. Yeah, salute to Keith. But you're not going to be on the list, maybe. Damn it. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a good good gimmick. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, we are going to do some tears, as promised. But I would love to not do them, but I think we're just going to go ahead and do them. Because the season is rapidly approaching. Because once you hit, once you get the end of Worlds, it's like boom! All right, Super Thirty Two, and then here you are. It's Worlds time, and uh, what a, what a glorious time of the year! Oh, NCA, you mean NCA? What did I say? You said Worlds time. I think oh, it's yeah. Worlds and Super Thirty Two, then Worlds again. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> NCA time. Let's go. NCA time, which is a, a, a glorious time of wrestling. Tournaments are gonna start popping up here for. We got some, uh, Caleb's going to start wrestling. This is going to be exciting. Ooh, we're already, we, we already got, we got tournaments going here in Texas. I don't know about you wannabes in Wisconsin, but we're We don't do, started. we don't encourage any youth wrestling in the fall, actually, Christian. Uh, being serious, I'm being serious. PNL, we don't have a, we don't have a youth vision in the fall either. We only have high school kids only, uh, cause all of us kind of feel the same way. And actually, I encourage my middle school kids to not start wrestling until December because the ones who are older, I want them to continue into the spring. So I just think like, 
hey man, they don't need a ten month season at this time of uh, at this time of their lives. So we'll wrestle like December to like June, which is uh, about seven months. Okay. Well. Yeah. We're gonna wrestle this weekend, and I don't care what you say. We we don't get that honestly. It's more about like, all right, are we home this weekend? Can we do it? Am I gonna be traveling? Because yeah. honestly, November, December, it's harder for me to get him to tournaments. For sure. Because I'm traveling so much more. So. I bet uh, I bet Katie's a better corner person than you though. <laughs> she she Katie, gets down to business. Honestly, it's funny you mention that because she actually kind of knows a lot about wrestling, but. She turned into mom mode. Like, she had sat in the bleachers for years and years, like, when I coached and stuff. And now that Caleb's coaching, she's, like, she's like screaming out. She screamed that there was an illegal headlock in a match. Which which no, she did. Yes, she did. It, it, <laughs> it absolutely was not. I was like, you have to stop. You cannot do this. You're not going to be uh, that, that mother. I'll yell at the refs. Oh <laughs> um, no, do you yell at the refs? you got to at least know the rules. Yeah, that's that is what I I can at least make that claim. So yeah, it's a takedown tournament, which I think is gonna be Caleb's very exciting. Oh, you guys still do those? I haven't seen one of those in a minute. I've never been to one. I've never seen one. Really? No. But Caleb is so fired up for this because he's more of a neutral man, you know? Okay. Okay. They don't like Matt wrestling in Texas. Got no, it. He he likes it. He's just not particularly good at it at this point. <laughs> um uh... That's where JD and Tyler come in. They they don't have. I said, listen, I don't ask for much. I want him to be able to turn people like Spencer Lee from the top position. You give them one goal, and they're not. We're not even close, to be honest. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, JD, what uh, what was your number one turn in college? Number one turn in college, honestly, just a uh, tight waist tilt. Fancy tight waist tilt. Nice. Mm. Not even a two-on-one tilt, just tight waist tilt. I like it. You probably transitioned to a two-on-one, but I was a big tight waist guy. Love it. Okay. Got these short arms, so when I got it, it was tight. Tight waist, suck the life out of them, tilt them up. I love it. Mm -hmm. What a beast. Okay. So Ben's not coming to the takedown tournament. AWA ducking. Okay, moving on. Should we go right to tiers? 149? I think that's what I think is what we're doing today. We're All right, I've for stalled it. as long as I could. I made it five minutes before we had to dive into this segment. So we've done yeah. 125 through 141 tiers. Uh, I would say, I don't know, probably 25 and 41 were the most uh, debated. 33 was yep. a little little smoother. 49 has potential. So why don't we get right into it? I'll kind of read the first you know hand, handful of guys, and then we can start cutting this up. Number one, this is our current rankings. We've got Ridge Lovett, Shane Van Ness, Kyle Parko, Caleb Henson, Brock Mahler, Graham Rooks, Chance Lamer, Jackson Arrington, Dylan D'Amelio, Victor Voinovich. And I'll kind of stop there because that's the top ten. So, this weight has a lot of changes. One, well, two things sort of here, but Sammy Sasso was moving up anyways and now he's, he's you know, dealing with his, his health problem from the gunshot wound. So he's going to be out um, of this weight class for various reasons. Um, Yanni has graduated. Austin Gomez. Now, here's what I'll say. I was he might like, wrestle again. I was There's gonna, a chance. I was going to drop that. It kind of was a little surprising in the tears. I'll just say it right now. He could absolutely transfer to Michigan and wrestle for them. Like, that is... Well, well he did. 
sort of. He's at Michigan. He's, he's in, at Michigan. In he has n- in no way transferred to Michigan. He lives in Michigan. He does I, live there. If I live in, in Ann Arbor, I did not transfer to Michigan. I just lived there. Okay. Man, that's the hardest part, though, Christian. Once you pack your crap up, you get in a van and you go somewhere, then all you do is some paperwork after that. So, and this is no inside <laughs> information. I know Ty- Tyler's my boy, but he this is nothing from him or anyone. I just think he's going to be around. They're going to have probably a neat chance. Lamer, who I just said his name, is not at Michigan anymore. He is gone. I don't know what they're going to do at 149. Once those duels start happening and the team starts, you know Austin's going to get that. Itch. That's just a theory. Yes, I don't know if it's going to happen. That's a good, it's a very good theory. Bormet already got three All-American transfers. Why not a fourth? No, he and already I'll, got four. And also, half his lineup would be All-American transfers. It would be legendary. Yeah, he's just poached the Big Ten. And uh-huh. y- you look at 149, how does Austin Gomez not look at this and think, well, I can absolutely win this, right? He's beaten Ridge Lovett He beat before. him multiple times two years ago. Yeah. Now, Ridge, Ridge is a beast. Shane Van Ness is uh, an emerging yep. element. But he beat, he beat Shane last year in the dual meet also. That's true. Two takedowns to zero, I believe. Uh, so, I... Do we, should should you want to put Gomez in our tiers? Because I think he's a tier one guy. For uh, sure. Until he's declared himself uh, wrestling, I say no. But I think we stay woke on it. All right, we'll stay woke. But he's also in my tier one, without a doubt. So okay. here's this is this is going to be. I'm going to start it right away with some oh my gosh. Uh, with some heat. So tier one <laughs> if for me are people that I think can make the finals and, and win the tournament, right? And I think that's Ridge, Shane, Caleb Henson, and I'm kind of wavering a little on Parco. Um, maybe, maybe not Parco, but that's maybe Parco's in, maybe not. But that's where I'm drawing the line. And yes, I know I drew the line right in front of Brock Mahler. But you jumped over Parco to go to Henson. But uh, man, Kyle Parco had a good year last year. I, no I, I doubt. Pull his WrestleStat up and figure out why you're wrong. I well, Caleb Henson was a true freshman last year. Yeah, was twenty-seven and five with wins over um, a lot of really good guys, including Brock, including Sammy Sasso. Um, he beat Murin. He beat Yaya. Haller, Gomez. Gomez, yeah. So he he has a lot of really really good wins. Um, he covered in the uh, Cornell duel, which I got that one right against Ben, as we all. <laughs> As we all recall, uh, it's one of his greatest oh, victories. Oh, Pinero's not on this list. That's sad. It is sad. Now, oh, yeah. in that vein, does Swiderski... It sounds like Swiderski for sure is moving up. The question is, will he mm. redshirt or not? But if he if he comes in there, I, would, I wouldn't I would put Casey in, in Tier 1. But Also, I think the plan was to redshirt Pinero this season anyway, potentially. So. Yes. So, either way. So, I'm not sure what... Wait, I thought Pinero redshirted his first year. He gray-shirted. Yeah. That's why uh, he might not even lose eligibility. Got it. Okay. So that's my tier one, I think. Um, I mean, I just think who's Henson and Parco are pretty close, and I think Henson is more likely to have a jump at this stage in his career than Kyle. Yeah, I think you got to throw Kyle in there also. Um, He's in there. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll you're putting Kyle in now because you were very hesitant on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so we're, we're putting Kyle in there. Uh, it does make me sad to uh, 
hear you not have Brock Muller in there, but as I look through his stats, I don't know which win of his I'm going to use to argue him in Tier 1. Uh, but then the other thing is I feel like when I go below him to Graham Rooks or Chance Lamer, their records are way worse. Like when you look at mm-hmm. Graham Rooks had 10 losses last year, um, kind of like to some not so good guys. Uh, same thing with Chance Lamer. So it's weird because Mahler's like, I can't find the win to justify him moving into tier one to argue with you. I wanted to. Okay. But I also uh, look one, just one step below him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, these guys lost to a bunch of dudes. And Mahler, Mahler's losses are Parco, uh, Pinero, uh, Parco, and Henson. Right, and then you know, even if you go two years ago, it's Yaya, Austin O'Connor, and that's it. Yeah, you know, so it's like he doesn't really lose to not good guys. So it's almost like I kind of I want to put him in tier one, but I agree with you. I don't see the win there to justify it. And then maybe he's tier two island. I don't know. Which we usually don't have islands. Islands are usually tier ones. True. I think I think he's a good candidate for that because I don't. Dude, you're, I, I'm not going to remake your point, but there's no one with a real comparable resume to his. Now, if you wanted to say someone like Dylan D'Amelio moving up maybe had a Tier 2 type of resume, but really, he was really tough towards the end of the year, but um, he didn't have that all all year long. He had that, 14 losses last year, Christian. Yes. Brutal. I'm also yeah, excited I mean. t- to see Jackson Arrington mm-hmm. um this year, blood round as a true freshman yeah. last season. One point match with Mahler at NCAs. So we're looking at somebody who could make a jump. Yeah, that was up really to the next match. level. Jackson Arrington is one of those guys for me. Uh, Arrington was a guy who I was point. really impressed with in high school, um, and then but then he came out and you know he didn't really have a big win. He had some kind of like he wrestled some guys tough, but he never like. You know, you I guess probably Chance Lamer would be his biggest win um, in the early part of the season. But then we look at Chance Lamer, and it's like, well, Chance Lamer, he was fifteen and nine last year. Yeah. So you know, he had some big wins at the end, but you know, his record's not all that great. Um, so you know, that's one where it's like, yeah, he wrestled, he wrestled a lot of people tough, but he didn't, didn't really get over the hump against a real big name. Um, and had a good NCAs, and kind of same thing with Chance Lamer. Yeah. So I, I think. Mahler is kind of a tier two island kind of guy. Yes. Uh, and then it's like Rooks, Lamer, Arrington, D'Amelio. It's probably another group. And then maybe do do you could slide Voinovich, Abbas, and Realbuto all in there. Yeah. And then maybe cut it off then for like a pretty big tier three. And this weight class really dropped off, huh? Big time. Yeah. yeah this, lost a lot of big. Lost a lot of big names. JD. What do you know about incoming freshmen at this weight or potential true freshmen? Uh, yeah. You can see why Cornell was well, like, man, could we get freaking Meyer at this weight? Who else? You guys don't have any of these lists? So you don't have Meyer. You don't have Mitchell, which are two big names who are going to be very competitive. Well, you don't have um, Cody Chittam on this list either. Uh, uh, well, he has Jason Crazer on there. Yeah. So. So ranked him. Well, Chittum wouldn't be ranked because. Yeah, but we can still we can still put him in. I know where I'm putting freaking Meyer Shapiro. He's not ranked. I'm putting Mitchell in. Now I've hold on. Now hold on. <laughs> you can wear the shirt all you want. 
I grill what? you all the time. What weight's he going? Is I he wrestling know. this year? See, I you don't know no nothing. I, so I'll either. Hey, I got a plan. Kale, I got a plan. I'm going to put him on 57 because I think that's the way he should be. So that's where I'm going to put him today. Okay. Do you have any indication whatsoever that that's no, their intent? Because it sounds like that's what Levi Haynes wants to do. I have zero plan. I have zero oh. idea. Man, okay. Bowinovich was rough last year, too. I just looked at his record. He, he, I think we go that small tier three before we before we get on to I, – I threw Chittam in because I thought Chittam maybe could be 49. I don't think Mitchell or Meyer are. Or I know Mitchell's not. Absolutely not. Meyer, I don't think so. But Chittam, I think he could be a 49-pounder. Meyer, for sure, is going 57. That's established uh, from okay. the staff. And Chittam? Yeah. Chittam – I think he could be. I think he's going to be the guy at fifty-seven for for Iowa State. Okay, that is my belief. All right. I believe that's what Dresser said. Dresser did a whole thing like a month or two ago, where he talked about the lineup, and that's what he said. Dresser's a big plan discloser, not a yeah. plan hider. <laughs> you kind of get to know his plans a little bit. But yeah, I I, can, I just don't see the the when coaches hide their plans. It's just like, what is the benefit to this? Yeah, how much can you? How much element of surprise can you get in a six-month season? Correct. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's not like you're in October and you're like, "Oh, well, I'm going to train for one guy in October." Like, come on. Yes. So, all right, forty-nine. Do, are there any? Is there anyone you could see? All right, making a jump. You have. We have Sadursky ranked sixteenth, which I actually is probably right, but. I feel like I was just saying, I don't think Colin's wrestling. I think Colin's doing an Olympic red shirt. Am I making that up or did I hear that from my brother? Can you take Olympic red shirts for any nation? I don't know. He wrestles for Italy at the Worlds. I know I well, I know that, but I'm like, I thought yeah. the I thought it generally that, goes through USA wrestling. Yeah, I thought it, it was like a USA wrestling comes up with the process, not the Italian Federation or whatever it's called. Um I don't know. I don't I know. Thought I thought USA heard, wrestling can work wrong. with the NCA. I would assume that every country could work with the USA. With the or US with uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the NCA. Yeah, possibly. USOC, IOC, USOC. Well, it wouldn't be the USOC. Yeah, it wouldn't be the United States Olympic Committee. It'd I, be the I, 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 <laughs> Knowing what I know about the Italian Federation, this is a group that's heavily invested in the sport of wrestling. So I'm sure they have there a process go. and a plan around this. You know who they recruited from Italy, right? Jeez, they recruited yeah. Ben Honus also. Ben Honus Green Ellis, yes. They're they're seriously invested. They're they're big time into it. Honus got like bronze at Europeans this year. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is notable. Another bronzed Italian. That's great. <laughs> okay. Any other 149 thoughts? Are there any? Um, like, I've been, I've been trying to ask this. Like, are there freshman, any freshmen? Um. Cannon Webster, maybe he's a 141, 149 guy. I would assume he'll redshirt, but I'm I'm pretty high on Webster. I like him. And at Illinois, he's definitely a guy who could come in into the lineup. I think. Um, I got to assume so. redshirt. Who is uh, is Oklahoma um, gonna Oklahoma State gonna wrestle Jordan Williams this way? And do you think he can be effective? I don't know. I'm a wait and see with Jordan okay. at this point. I feel the same way. Not been the best off season. I was leaving and they have uh, McDougald still at 149. So well, that's Oklahoma. Not same school. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're maroon. <laughs> they are big rivals, in fact. 
It's like uh, Bedlam or something. Bedlam. Yeah, it's Bedlam. Okay, so that's 49. Man, I don't know what this weight. Who's going to win this weight class? Uh, Gun to your head, well, man. I'm not making I'm gonna a go prediction. Ridge or Austin <laughs> Gomez? Oh, two winners. That'll be interesting. I said or. I said or. All right, fine. Ridge. Ridge. Ridge more likely. So, how much... But you, you, the one name you didn't say that I thought you might is Shane. Is it because you he only had really the one tournament, or do you just view Ridge as being um, that far? I guess I, I don't say I feel super strongly about it. And if Shane won, I definitely wouldn't do a taser bet on it. Um, yeah, he wasn't great. He wasn't great all year, and then even I mean, hell, even the first match in NCAs before he got on a heater, he went he went down big to. Um, was it Graham Rooks? Miller. No, Miller. it was the it was the Maryland kid. Yeah, Miller. Um, Ethan Miller. He we went out big to him. Um, so I just think there may be a few liabilities there on, especially on bottom, and that's where Ridge really excels. That's a very very good point. Yeah, I'm curious. Hey, Kevin Sir in the chat says Austin Gomez can't wrestle this year because he missed his deadline for his medical hardship application. Really? Which he would have needed. To wrestle. Hmm. What if he did it secretly and Kevin Sir just doesn't know? Yeah. I don't know. Kevin Sir also made a good point after the show. Saw that. Last week in the Facebook chat. He must have been behind, but he mentioned, and this is off the tears topic, but Yanni would have been on Sebastian Rivera's side of the bracket if he would have made the team. So we were talking a lot about, about how Yanni would have performed the same as Nick Lee at this, but he would have been on the undeniably easier side of the bracket. Yeah, at the world And I think that is that is a very fair point that I'm glad he brought up. But I would also say, very how fair. would how would Nick Lee do on that side? Maybe he would have gone on yeah. a run as well. Because I was, was thinking though, if um, I I don't know because they seed one through eight now, correct? Yeah. So if you put Yanni at two and then uh, Sebastian goes to three, does that move like? That would move right the four, and the five would become the six, so the six would go on the bottom. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it would move some people around. It would have moved around anyone else really tough. Yeah, good point. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't want to dive into it that much. Yeah, but, but uh, the two spot was, was 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 a whole bunch easier. Yes, way easier. And um, Gomez I don't see said, anyone else at 49 coming in uh, to this. I was thinking about K- K6 really tough, but I got to assume – uh, he's not starting given the Penn State lineup. He would also probably be 57, right? Because he was 70 kg at. No, he was 65. He was 65? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, 65. Um, yes, and I do think there's a good chance we see him um, in some of those Penn State guys this year because I know a good chunk of them are going to be wrestling at Senior Nationals in December. So while we not, might not see them. At the end of the year, I think we'll see a lot of those guys at least first half of the season using their five events. Yeah, true. And I this is I know nothing, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Mitchell on the Gretcher either as an option. Oh wow, and he's still tier one. But if you wrestle, I put off. I said Austin Gomez could win also. Austin Gomez. He didn't file his medical hardship. We're gonna do some you know late work there. Yeah, uh, one candidate that. Um, I thought maybe coming into this year would be a, interesting at 49, but he's too big now. It's Bo Mantonona. But he's like a 57-65. Mm. He's kind of growing 
uh, which is exciting too because yeah. 57 looks like a really fun weight and let's get to it 157 tiers levi haynes jared frantic peyton robb seen a lot yeah, of i haven't seen video yet but i've seen a lot of pictures he's in there training and going hard at it which is you know from the flesh-eating disease to now consistent training is quite uh, significant progress. Ja'Cory Teamer, Ed Scott, Bryce Andonian, Will Luan. Uh, I'm pausing there because that feels like uh, there's a gap. And then you have Daniel Cardenas, Chase Saldate, Chumbly, Zerbin, Kreiser, Swenson, Gallagher to round out the top 14. Who are the title contenders, Ben? Who is your tier one? No Mitchell allowed. Tier one. Bullcrap! I got, well, Levi Haynes, Jared Frannick, Peyton Robb, Mitchell Messerbrink, Cody Chitta, Meyer Shapiro. <laughs> no uh, Teamer. Fuck it. Teamer out. Scott out. No oh, Andonian. Man, I, don't, I haven't seen Teamer in a long time. He he's definitely, he got... he's really good, but I don't know. I'm kind of, honestly, I get what your exasperation, JD, but I'm kind of with Ben. Just like you forgot how good this guy was because he. I definitely forgot. Him. I haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> All right, let's look at it. Because uh, his last time was, at the NC2A tournament. Him and Peyton Robb had that. Uh, he, he had the, the, the handshake. Yes. He lost, but he lost to Willowan and Peyton he Robb. He lost three in a row. Uh, that's We call that, that triple term. dip here yeah, in the back side. He was sad hours. Can't count it. Semi-slide. They get sad. Well, yeah, I just watched another match where someone uh, who was good got the butt kicked in the Conzi semis. And that's, sometimes you can't count that one. <laughs> yeah. <You're> sad. Sad <laughs> matches don't count. And that's honestly the big issue with your entire career is you avoided the backside like a coward. You're cow- kind of a coward. <laughs> yeah. When you think Never about sad. it. I think you if knew. If you were what, really tough. If you were really tough. Yeah. Try to lose in the yeah, that, semis. That, that's where they get tough, yeah, right there. Uh, <laughs> like a real um, man. Hey, where's why is the Andonian? I want. I'm gonna put Andonian in tier one also because I like he's my favorite. Bro, he had also another compelling thing is he almost pinned Levi Haynes last year. Yes. At, at oh no, that was a pin actually. That the yeah. ref just didn't want to call it. It was, was so flat. That was so ridiculous. It was. I I've went back and watched it many times. It was one in the room i'm looking at him like it looks like he's probably pinned and then you watch the the replay and i kind of understand like the way bryce was positioned you could not see like levi's other shoulder in a way so but that I, don't mean it wasn't down it don't you're right it don't sometimes you just was, know yeah you're a pinner you know when their shoulders are flat that man's shoulders were down yeah hey i'm not i'm not that was a crazy how crazy was that match though that was crazy, and it was like as soon as he got off his back, I was like, I think it's gonna get kind of bad for Bryce. Cause oh yeah, that was your time. He, well, and he just emptied the tank on the pin too, and oh yeah, then it was sad time, and he got, he got pinned in a half Nelson. Yeah, but Bryce is he's dangerous, man. He <laughs> he is the wildest ride. Being in his corner, just watching. Coach Roby, like, be the sweep. Like, who is he wrestling? Oh, Saldate. They're just, he's just, there's not a risk he won't entertain, no matter. He doesn't, he's not tactical. No it's what. just like, I'm just trying to do stuff the whole time. At least with him, he doesn't really lose those exchanges to inferior opponents. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of guys where it's a wild ride and you don't know who they're going to beat or who they're going to lose to. With Bryce, he pretty much beats everybody he's supposed to. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a good point. 
He got so last year he lost to O'Connor twice, Levi, and Ed Ed Scott. That was a bad one. Uh, not that losing to Ed yeah, Scott is bad, he's but on he, the backside though doesn't count. Bro, but they were in a team race with NC. They were within one point with NC State for like to to beat them, and um, they're rivals. And with five seconds left in the match, he got pinned against a no, guy who I don't good. know if he he beat him fifteen to nine. And twenty four to ten previously, and you got pinned by him at NC two A's. So yeah, he's so funny. So, <laughs> I was at the disc golf thing in August with uh, the comedian Bert, and he's like, "I, I want to sponsor one of these disc golfers, but you, they can't try to win." He said, "They just got to try to show, <laughs> show the craziest, craziest shot they can every single time, and that's it. Not trying to win." And I was thinking like, when we were, that. That's like what Bryce Antonian did, and no one's even paying him to do it. Yeah, he's just he just really does it for the people. Also, another thing with Bryce, it was like, is he going to wrestle this year? He did not wrestle his first match until January fifteenth. He nearly lost to Hurd or to Walker Hurd at the Purple Raider oh, no. Open. Um, and then wait, yeah, why didn't he wrestle? I can't I can't remember what the deal was. He's injured. Injured. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. You know, he also didn't have the full training and all that stuff. So who knows how much better he could be with full health and all that. So I think he's tier one. I'll say Levi, Jared. I mean, Rob was the number one guy basically all year. And then got a flesh-eating disease, which prohibits – like that. Was, he was dealing with it at the tournament. Yeah. So um, – He sure – you know, if he was really smart, he would he would have put it on his opponent's. Then it would have, you know, helped him. He would have not enough infantry. Not enough time. Not enough time. Uh, Actually, thank goodness no one else got it. John John had it. Mil. Oh yeah, Milner. I don't think it was the. uh... I don't think they wrestled each other. Yeah. (laughs) No, don't think so. War is being waged against wrestlers' flesh. It's not good. Uh, Um. Man, so tier one could be pretty big uh, in 157. Uh, you know what? I love Ed Scott, too. Let's just put him in there. Let's have a big old party in tier one. I don't think I can pull trigger on Ed Scott tier one yet, but I am going teamer. I'm going Han- Haynes, Franick, Rob, teamer. Chittam, Shapiro, Messenberg. Chittam. Do it. Do it. Don't don't stop. You think, you think Chittam's tier one? He might be. He's freaking good. Really, I'm. Not, I'm I mean, not. Look at some of his freestyle results. He did he take like second or third to Bill Farrell last year? He's good at freestyle for sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. So in all fairness, I haven't seen him wrestle a lot of big folk style matches, so that does make me a little nervous. But as far as freestyle is concerned, um, he's really, really good. He's beaten guys who are on the level of like tier one guys. I agree with that. Um, I think he. I think in his career he will enter tier one right away. I'm not sure, but maybe so. He lost to Ian okay. Parker at Bill Farrell three to two in the finals. Yeah. Tier one, Ian Parker. Move him to tier one. I think. I think he's a tier two guy right now. Talking about Chittum. But you know, could could be proven wrong. I feel like he can. He can wrestle with a Luan. I mean, a Bryce Andonian-Cody Chittum match, you tell me that's happening, it's like, that could get interesting. 
because be Bryce could for sure pin him, but Chittum could for sure run him down. Big thing for Cody, if he can just stay healthy for yeah. a full and have full training and all that, he is going to be an absolute factor here. I feel um, like I totally forgot. Did you guys remember he wrestled in the scuffle as a high school kid? And I think it, he so deep. I think he maybe made the quarters, and then lost to Fine Silver. Yeah, is that what it was? Five, yeah, he lost eight three to Fine Silver, and then, but he had beaten Joe Joe Bianchi, Daniel Kimball, and Caleb Bracci as a. In, this was in twenty twenty two. Yeah. So and he did, he wrestled zero matches last year. He wrestled with Bill Farrell. Why didn't he wrestle at the junior trials? I can't remember. Is he too he old? He was hurt. He was hurt. What's wrong with him? Well, he gets injured. I touched on this. It happened. Yeah, but I, I specifically what's wrong with him. I, I do not know specifics. I don't know. Shoulder. Did he wrestle hand. at the open? No, no. he was going he did to. Not right. He didn't. Yeah, he did not. Hmm. Okay. Well, so well, please my, help me. I have an issue. I have an issue with this entire first group because I don't in my heart of hearts believe the first seven can win an NCAA title. I don't believe it. I don't think Luan has the offense to navigate a tournament. Luan, I didn't put Luan in there, in all fairness. Teamer, well, okay, well, Teamer is like 0 for Will Luan, um, which is concerning. Ed Scott can be up and down. Bryce Andonian is very up and down. To me, you could really talk me into Haynes, Rob, Franick, Meyer, as a tier Haynes, one, and then uh, what about Messamere? <laughs> oh, are they going to double enter at Penn State? That well, I heard that they're petitioning. They're petitioning that <laughs> in AI style. Yeah, so in AI style. Let's go. I would oh, put maybe Mitchell... Haynes moves up. I don't know what's going on over there. He's got a plan. What? The crazy thing is, I feel like they don't even know. Like I'm I sure... don't think they actually know. Actually, I literally asked John about this. Uh, so that's John's vision. I asked him like last week because I said I said I was talking going to the Bill Farrell because I'm going to the Bill Farrell to coach a few people. I say is Mitchell going to the Bill Farrell because I'm you know I'm going and he's like, I don't know. They haven't even talked about it yet. Man, yeah, they're very in the moment. You know, they obviously have a plan and thought, but like, it seems like they don't talk. Like, weight doesn't come up much and. Who's going if you're not going? Because it doesn't really change how they're training or what they're doing or what the what they're trying to do. So, yeah, we may not know for a little bit. But it seems like Levi is sort of, based on your interview with him, it sound, sounded to me like he's going and staying at, at 57 to me. So if that happens, no Mitchell. Yeah. I presume. So, yeah, I feel like it's those guys. I, I mean... Part of me really wants to pick Meyer to win this whole weight. I kind of think he will. Wow. So Meyer over Haynes. Someone's got to win. Someone does have to win. Hey, uh, a really good guy. I'm, I'm just, I went back and looked at the junior trials bracket, or the junior open bracket. Really good guy here. Uh, but I don't think he's going this weight because he has a teammate here, Antrell Taylor. Where's he going? Oh, yeah. Because he's tough. He's really he tough. He is tough. He can't go. Yeah, he can't go down. I wouldn't yeah. imagine he'd be going down. That would be uh, so. I guess going up for a year, maybe. Maybe he goes sixty-five for a year. They have Bubba Wilson there, but 
maybe a little more upside. Let's look at his season. He lost. Oh, it's not so good. He needs to learn. He needs to do some bridging drills because he got pinned four times. No, three times. Yeah, he got pinned by Peyton Keller. He got pinned by Anthony Artelona. Six owed by Alejandro Herrera. And pinned by Chase Saldate. So, yeah, maybe a little bit to go there for Antrell. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Rob's back and fully healthy. You know, we're kind of we're kind of just assuming that he's going to be able to return back to the level he was at. In which case, you know, he can for sure win a national title. So that's my tier one. Levi, Meyer, Franick, Rob, Gap. Teamer, Scott, Andonian, Luan. I'm going to have Ollie come down here, put a beat down on you. He can... He can do that all he wants. He can whine. You know what? Ollie's been running. Team or beats Jared Frenick. That that's. I would probably pick that. He beat him at NCAAs two years ago, didn't he? Um, I, I can see that. I can see uh, that happening. Yeah, and I can I could find some people that beat Jacory also. And I also think Frenick's reached a level of consistency last year. Maybe we hadn't seen before. Um. Hey, you know who uh, had I, – I was just looking at the Junior Open. I don't want to distract you here, Christian. But you guys uh, – man, it, it, he was tough last year. Uh, Daniel Cardenas, and he kind of had a crap draw at NCAAs because yeah. he only went 2-2, two and two, but he lost to Rob and Scott in overtime. Well, Scott was overtime. Rob, he lost 6-4. Yeah, so maybe he is a Tier 2 type of dude. Let's look at the best win of Dan for Daniel Cardenas. The yeah, best win, I would say, would be Caden G. Feller. Okay. Which maybe it's not that great. This is not – that is not compelling me to, to move him up. He lost to Jarrett JQs also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, p potential, for sure, but we haven't seen Another it. Another guy, true freshman, so. He was a true freshman, for a yeah. jump. No doubt. He, well, didn't he have, like, the five seed, too? Yes. So Six, I, don't wanna, I Six. I don't want to hear about his, you know, unfortunate draw. When you when he well, had that. the problem was it wasn't his fault. It was Ed Scott lost early, so Ed Scott was on the backside early and uh, took him out. Yeah, what was Ed Scott seated? I don't know. Probably don't know not. Probably not as high as six because he had a really tough schedule. Yeah. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. Dang schedules. So, yeah, I'll. I'll I think Cardenas can be a tier two guy. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, though. He hasn't beaten anyone on that level at this point. Dude, hey, this bracket, 70 kg at the open was good. So good. Yeah. Jackson Arrington took out Bo Mantanona in Concy round of 16 and then took out Jordan Williams the next match, but then lost a crazy one to Ryder Downey. Wow. We got Pinero, we got John Wiley, Nico Ruiz. This bracket is stacked. Who's Ryder Downey? How do I know? He's a Northern Iowa kid. Ryder Downey took out Caleb Larkin, and he took out Jack Jackson Arrington before losing to Daniel Cardenas. How do I not know who that is? Where does he go to college? Uh, Northern Iowa. Dang. Yeah. I have Blue's from area. the Northern hey, Iowa Hey, you area have UNI wrestlers. What, what's also. happening in their buildings? What, what's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's a crazy story. So, here's – I'll give you the – so you and I is no longer practicing in West Gym. Their facility was in West Gym. That's West correct. Gym was this iconic, crazy old gym where they competed. Ninety-eight years old. It's ninety-eight years old, and I the thing here's where here's what I've known. Like I remember, like I feel like it was four years ago. 
Mike was there and was telling us how like yeah West Jim and it was like it was public it wasn't just like Mike knew but like yes. West Jim's going to be condemned it's not yes. they have to either like completely overhaul it and fix it or it's going to be condemned so I don't right. understand how four years later they're without a place to train when for four years they knew yeah this was this was not going to be the option right my it, understanding was that they thought there was like a, an easy fix they could do somehow. Um, and then that that didn't work, and then when that that didn't work, they said, "Now nah, we're done. You're hmm. out." Yeah, so I don't understand why they don't have a place to practice uh, on campus. Well, they, why they, yeah, why was just off, it's off campus? And, yeah, yeah. Why was there no contingency plan? Where's the? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can dig deeper if you want, but I, I have not uh, dug that deep on this one. Yeah, but it does suck for the North Iowa guys. Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. I don't know if they have a solution in the works. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's one thing if, okay, hey, this is going to suck for a season or a few months or whatever, but is there a place being built for them to have wrestling practice that is on the UNI campus? Because I don't understand sponsoring a sport if you're not going to have a place for them to do the sport. Yeah, it's weird. I know they're working with... Um, construction companies, uh, specifically RDG, planning and design, to maybe build a new one. But it... no, no free ads here for your for your. Construction no, shout out RDG. Hey, shout where, where out, that yeah, yeah, my boys at Halliburton gonna put something together. <laughs> JD. But I, I don't know if that. I don't think there's like a, uh, anything concrete yet that that I have heard of anyway. It's just anything like... concrete. Another great company out in Cedar Falls. Love the guys that did anything concrete. Uh, All right. Well, all right. we'll JD's going to work on the bids for the for the, the new UNI <laughs> facility. Uh, in the meantime, who wins this weight class, Ben? You can't say Mitchell. Right. I already did my seeds. I'll, okay, I'll do final seeds, final answer. Um, I'm going to go Levi Haynes, Meyer Shapiro, Mitchell Messenbrick. Tier one. No. <laughs> I, no. Can do what, I can do what I want here, Christian. You're not my boss here. You're I can do what tough. I want. I can pick whatever seeds I want. Tier two, Frantic, Rob, Teamer, Scott, and Donian. Uh, Luan. And then tier three on down. Oh, tier two, Chittam also. Yep. I'm with that. Wait, tier two, Chittam or tier three? You said three. I put Chittam in two. I put Chittam in two. Okay. I'm going and then to good chance he'll All-American. As I survey, people, I'm also going Cardenas tier two. Sue me. I'm gonna sue you. I'll see you in I court. Uh, I don't hate it, but I, my brain, is like, man, you had all year to notch a win over a top fifteen guy and didn't do it. Yes. Like it's one thing. A, a JQ's loss is excusable if you have other wins behind it, but if you mm-hmm. don't, then it's seems like you're not quite winning those big ones yet. Although, listen here. He's that guy, pal. Okay. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying the evidence is not there yet, but true freshman bump could happen. I'm also giving him a, a little bit of credit for not dropping a terrible match as a true freshman. He did wrestle a full season, you know, yeah. went to scuffle, uh, wrestled at several other opens. So it wasn't like... He didn't 
wasn't yeah. out there competing a whole lot. So I, I think that's notable as a true freshman to only have one loss during the regular season. Not a super tough schedule, albeit, I admit, but to go through that season with only one loss is notable. Sounds like you're casting some serious aspersions about the Menlo Open. I don't even know what you, I don't even want to know what you're implying there. Okay, <laughs> one guy I think, hey, this dude could make a jump is Patty Gallagher. I feel nah. like tor- you know what? Yes. We'll fight. <laughs> Fine. You know what? Let's see. <laughs> see that he doesn't end up. He was coming along at the end of last year, and um, eyeball test. I like what what I've seen now. Would he beat a Daniel Cardenas? These are great questions. I don't know. I feel like if that match happened in a month, I'd be like, Patty might this do it. This is a match? This is a real match. Um, uh, I guess he him beating uh, Cardenas. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that sentiment. But in all fairness, he was 12 and 11 last year. Um, and it's not like he was like a guy who wasn't good in high school. And, you know, he was like a number one guy in high school. And so to, you know, come in, have a solid redshirt year, and then 12 and 11. Uh, maybe not it wasn't so pretty, and you'll never hear me say it was. And I'm just saying, if there's someone that can make a take a step forward, I think it could be okay. him. Uh, okay, but maybe not. He I mean, yeah, he only has a couple like bad losses, but then on the win side, uh, oh man, who's his best win? Yeah, I mean, Andrew Clark? Trevor Chumbly, maybe? Chumbly, Chumbly, Chumbly. Well, he lost to OEB. He did beat him in tiebreaker. He lost to him also early in the season. Yeah. So we shall see. He he did win two matches at the NC2A Championships. Kale Swenson's also a guy, for sure, for South Dakota State. That should be considered. He kind of ruins it. It is lost to Chumbly and Luan. Mm-hmm. He's a tough guy. All right, let's do some questions. I don't want to do another. We're not doing sixty-five today. Why? Why not? Because I say so. Because I want to do some Dang questions it. and then go. And um, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you Ben. A little time to get a little intel for the homies. Find out a little something about Mitchell. Who? Penn State? He didn't yeah. tell me nothing. I don't, I don't want think the he, secrets. I, I, I don't think he knows nothing. And. I don't know if he would tell me if he did know. Dang. Cut off already. <laughs> Before we get to questions, scheduling note, only one show next week, and it's on Wednesday. It's on Wednesday. Oh, so After just the – not one show ago was I bragging about our <laughs> scheduling consistency, and uh, now, you know, no. But I'm going to be in Iowa next week for uh, what are several you in days. Iowa? Huh? What are you doing there? Building list, Jim. Yeah, I'm building. I'm to get some bids for He's a new facility. <laughs> He's making bids. Yeah, I'm making some bids. I have I have several construction companies in in uh, in Iowa. No, I'm going to the University of Iowa for a project. It should always be said when we uh, our schedule is not nip and tuck. It's because we're getting good content for you, the consumer. I don't think nip and tuck makes sense there, but <laughs> I knew what you meant. All right. Oh, tweeners. We we sort of had a question about tweeners, and then we just talked about Vito and moved on. So what do the other tweeners do? What does So we talked about Vito, and there's really no scenario he, we think he should or will go up. We think he's going down Great. to 57. Yeah. 
Um, same for Dayton Fix. Yes. The big, the biggest one of them all is truly Zane Rutherford. And I personally believe he's going up, and I think that's probably the move to make. What were we saying about Zane as as he won and looked great? We're like, how big this dude looks. Like he has cultivated mass in a huge in a in a good way, and not in a walking around with trash bags full of burritos like Mac from Sunny did. <laughs> he did it. He did it the right way. So, I think he moves up, and. Is he ready to beat a Dake or a Burroughs? It's sort of tough to say. But I think he's yeah. an undeniable X factor at that yeah. weight. I mean, he looks so big that I don't I, I think sixty five would be the best, but I think he's past that. I don't think he can make that weight class anymore. No, in two days and at least go okay. out. This is my whole thing with Jordan. Um and, and you know what? Maybe Jordan is just gonna make seventy four and feel great. But it's gonna be tough. It's going to be really tough, and I feel like at least at 86, Jordan's going to go out looking like Jordan and be able to compete like Jordan and fire off a lot of attacks. He's going to be in the bracket. So now if you're in the bracket, do you want to feel depleted or like full of energy? And I feel similarly about Zane, like especially for Zane, who's someone who is he's so powerful. Now you're going to suck so much of that power out if you go down to 65 kilograms, whereas maybe yes. you can get become even more powerful cultivating mass yeah so that uh 74 kg olympic trials zane nolf dake mitchell all same room <laughs> yeah all highly credentialed fun. highly credentialed and maybe levi throws his hat in the ring although maybe not i'm not sure what his plan would be i think he might yeah, we'd have to qualify. I mean, the only place he could currently qualify would be by winning the NCAA title. Well, or I guess he could wrestle Bill Farrell or or senior nationals or Bill Farrell. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Are there any other? Okay, Zahid, Zahid's interesting because we, he obviously will go down. Yeah. But man, if he could somehow get bigger, but I do feel good that. He, what did he weigh in at? 89 kilograms or something like that? Yeah, something something smaller. Yeah. Something really, um, or no, it was like maybe even less than that, like 80. He was so, so small, which actually confirms what I've been saying, is that he's a small 86 as well. Oh, yeah. Big time. If I'm in Ziggy's corner, I say, come here, son. Look at your brother. He uh, will wrestle. No. No. He will wrestle at these Olympics. Don't you dare. Yeah, do it. You'll- do it. Maybe you should wrestle at these Olympics with your brother. No. He doesn't have to be you like... You hate Zahid. You just don't want to I love Zahid. This is... Because uh, I want him... I mean, honestly, Christian, think about it right now. 74 kilograms. Dake is out. They take the top two at Pan Ams. Man, Anthony's got a really good chance of making it. That may happen. The Valencia brothers. They put Mexico wrestling on the map along with their pal Roman Bravo Young. And Austin Gomez. Now, that's a team. We got a team now. We got a squad. Who who else can we fill in those other weight classes? We need a what we need a ninety seven and a heavyweight. Stop! Stop getting rid of our talent. <laughs> who else? Who else? Can we, can we make Wyatt Hendrickson wrestle down there? He's too great of a. You're American. trying to take the great American hero. Really, the great American hero. A literal air let force. At, let me look at our. Uh, let me look at our heavyweight rankings here. What about Don Bradley? Can we get him down there? 
But what, are, we just, are we just listing heavyweight wrestlers now? That yeah, good one, good ones that could you know probably qualify. Okay, because yeah. basically, but what's like, you Pan Am's. If you take the American rep out, Pan Am's is not that hard, and you only got to be top two. Yeah, because Cuba is is not good. Way down, super down. Hey, why is Cuba still good at Greco but not good at uh, freestyle anymore? I don't know. Because they did pretty well at Worlds. Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh? I have no. I I have no theory. Is it? I okay. mean, the level of competition. Oh, that's possible. But <laughs> what if it's level of competition? How bad are we? Yeah, we're not good at Greco Roman. Men's Greco, they still took fourth with two champs and a third. Damn, they only brought five guys, and uh, they brought six six people. Uh, and they got first, first, third, seventh, and then two DMPs. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if there was a question here about this, but we should talk about the the Sidikov comments about Dake. Did you see this, Ben? Uh, I did see that. I saw it in the questions. I saw built. Well, I saw multiple. Well, I saw there was one talking about prior to the match, and one talking about after the match. He felt disrespected because uh, I Dake didn't shake his hand properly or something to that effect. Bro, it's it's straight Russian spin from Sidikov. It's preposterous. <laughs> like you watch if you watch the handshake, it's they both like rear back and just slap each other's hands. Like at no point was Sidikov trying to shake his hand either. Um this is in the before the match and then after the match, they have the long review and challenge and there there's Sidikov wasn't looking for some handshake or some sign of respect. He just wanted it's all about it's propaganda. That's what they do. It's propaganda. Propaganda. That's all. That's it. That's it. It's BS. Um, I. What, what do you want? What, what do they want from these guys? No, I. 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 I, I generally agree with you. And but I would say just because uh, he feels that way doesn't mean that's the reality of what's what happened, which is what you're saying. But we all know, like Michael Jordan used to make up crap all the time, so he was a little more motivated. Yeah. Um, and I always say with competitors, like I say this with my athletes, like, do you really need someone to say something to be fired up? Like, you should want to win because you come in and you work hard at this every single day. That should be enough motivation for you to want to kick someone's butt. Tom Brady said the same thing. Like, what? Which one? What oh, I said? He or... would find he would find anything to perceive yes. as a slight and just focus on that. Belichick is notorious for like making your players think they doubted you, or and like Nick Saban or like Kirby Smart. It's like, no, you're preseason number one or two but it works but, but one person said didn't pick you yeah and so now it's like they didn't they didn't think we could do it it's like no yeah oh, that's so dumb um so yeah uh i man i just i i know it's it's, a, it's funny because i know some of the best athletes in the world do it for sure right but it is also so annoying because when you think from a logical standpoint about it, it's like, wait, so you're only going to compete as hard as you can when someone says something about you? Like, why? How about you just compete as hard as you can all the time? Like, doesn't that make a lot more sense? But yeah, you know, I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, those are like, do the best of all yeah. time. So it's hard to argue with them. It's common in wrestling, too. Uh, the number of people that will be like, <laughs> this is the funniest thing. They'll be like, oh. Oh, what happened to your boy? I'll be like, who's my... And it'll be like some wrestler totally unaffiliated or like that I wouldn't even even think would be theorized as my boy because they just like build up in their mind like Flo's got a favorite, CP's got a favorite. I've heard that so many times. Yeah, uh, you, from, you're a Penn State homer. 
Well, I don't know if I'm a homer so much as realistic about what's uh, happening. I'm messing with you. Um, so yeah, that it's just I think it's just a thing, and I don't uh, I don't malign the the coaches for or the athletes for that, but it is a it is a weird thing. But yeah, Dake didn't do anything disrespectful because I went back and watched. I was like, oh, maybe I missed this. And it the, could have been during the, when they were trying to review, and Sitakov went to go shake his hand at the end, and we didn't see it. I mean, the match isn't over then. What are we shaking for? That's what yeah, I would shouldn't say. Be shaking. And, and I, I mean, the, the other comment, which I, I got to believe is also Russian propaganda, Christian, was that uh, I, th- I thought you put it in the doc and said something like, Sidikov never watched Dake, but propaganda. he was ready for that chest trap situation. Um, yeah. And I don't, I mean, this is what I was saying. Someone, uh, actually, who just brought this up to me on Saturday? It was one of my athletes said something like, Frank Chimizo says he never watches film. And, and my argument to him was, okay, number one, how many people in the world can actually beat Frank Chimizo? And, you know, you know pick, pick anyone else, Sitikov. How many people could actually beat him? And the answer is like, I don't know, three, four, five, like a really small number. Like, I just can't throw you in there and beat him. It's, impo- it's impossible, right? So given the fact that only a few people can beat you in the world and that you've probably either wrestled them, right? Or mm-hmm. been in the same tournament as them and and loosely observed their match, like you kind of know. Do you know what I'm saying or no? What do you think? Does that JD? make sense? Yeah, like you know. And Sitikov maybe yes. doesn't watch a whole lot of tape, but I bet his coaches are and yeah. saying, "Hey, yeah. you got to watch out for this." So maybe he specifically didn't game plan, but like, you, dude, you've watched Kyle Dake wrestle. Yeah. But yeah, you're telling me no time in the last five World Championships. That you just been sitting in the stands out, you cool down after a match, you sit down and he's, he's wrestling, and you don't, there's only three mats. Right. You, I mean, how many can you watch? Yeah, like, come on. You've definitely seen him and watched him wrestle. Now, I would say there is a difference between that and, like, quote, film study, unquote, where you're dissecting everything very closely. Yes. Going back and rewatching through positions and stuff like that. But. So maybe he doesn't. Yeah, but do I don't that, know when you're that high level. When you're when you're that high level, it's just like it's big. like you just pick it up. Like I mean, that's what Keegan said. Uh, Keegan said it the day before the wrestled Sitikov. He's like, "What someone needs to do against Kyle Dake is outside step and attack his heel." And that was exactly what Sitikov did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like people who are really high level, they kind of pick up on it uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, Sitikov follows Flow Wrestling, and we post a lot of Kyle Dake stuff. So, <laughs> Sitikov, you're busted. You guys should go back and see which videos he's watched. Well, boom, bust him. You can't do that, but that would be sweet. I thought you could do that. You could look and they liked a video, but you can't tell uh, if someone watched it. I thought there was something where you could see who's watched your video or something like that. You can see who's looked at your story if you look oh. within that 24 hours. Got it. Okay. Um, close. Okay. We yeah. almost got to a question during the question segment. Okay. We just answered a couple. Oh, of we questions. did. Oh, we did that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, there was a. For Ben, what wrestlers transitioning from youth to junior high? What should they be focused on? Um, I don't know. Just being better wrestlers because no one <laughs> at that age is very good. Mm, I don't know. There are a few national champions, so I'm not sure what the well, heck you're talking about. Well, by definition, about. yes, someone will win, but uh, if you. And this is why my beef with I hate that track wrestling and hopefully you guys are gonna change this in the new iteration that they have that rank system. And 
Um, We're just going like to call you can it be highly ranked as a middle schooler because they're only comparing you to your opponents. But if they compare you against the general scope of everybody, right? So if if the highest ranked is a ten, when you're middle schooler, the highest you should be able to get is like a I don't know five, four somewhere, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to work your way up because you're just not even even the very best middle schoolers. They're just not that good compared to. The best high schoolers and the best high schoolers likely aren't that good compared to the best college kids and the best college kids. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's also a silly argument because you should be compared against your peers. We don't compare like a person who is a heavyweight is going to beat somebody who's a 125 pounder. So you yeah. could so have one where you're where thing. you're compared against your peers, but there should be one also to. I mean, this is why we, we the All American boards we don't have any youth national all-american boards at awa because we know that the 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 focus should be on later wrestling and the younger kids just aren't as good and so the younger age group is a time where you get better you build skills you enjoy wrestling and then you focus on being more competitive later on i'm with you dog what i'm with you okay sweet uh okay there is another question how do you balance last Last question. How do you balance coaching the kids that want to wrestle and be good and the kids that are just there for a community slash stay busy? feel like I'm drowning trying to meet the needs of both groups this preseason. Thanks. Yes. Who's that from? From CP Talk. That's it. CP Talk. Uh, well, me. I would think, Literally I mean, so you're, you're asking your, okay. No, I'm this is not me. Question. This is not me. <laughs> um, I, the more groups you can split it in, the better. And like, I always laughed that when I was a kid, it was K through eight. I don't know how they did that. I mean, we have uh, right now, and just just my academy, my one academy. We have a five year old group. They're wild. They don't listen to nothing. They can't even stay in bounds. When I say stay in bounds, they do they do nothing right. Uh, they're so much fun <laughs> though, right? They're wild. They're great. Uh, How's Ozzy doing? Ah, uh, dude, he just broke his arm. It's no. not bad though. He's fine. He fell with the monkey bars. It doesn't even hurt anymore. But they said like stay off it for four more weeks. Bummer. Tell him I, I know, hope right? he gets better and can be at least fish some. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to do that, so he'll be all right. We stick with them. We have a six, seven-year-old class, eight, nine-year-old class, middle school class, and then three different high school classes. Um, it's like, yeah, you need to split them to to the the more you can split them, the better you can serve who's in the classes, and the less you can split them, the less you can serve. So, um, yeah, you need to figure out get more help and more coaches and kind of do it that way because. Yeah, if there's if there's a really 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 high level kid and some kids who don't know what they're doing, yeah, it's hard to serve both of them. Yes, I feel this as well. Okay, hey, it's nine thirty one. Can't believe we oh just my ignored destroyed destroy style pizza number one. Which one was that? You can say it. I don't know which question that is. Is the Kool Aid Man the pitcher or the liquid inside of it? <laughs> I think he's the pitcher. He's the pitcher. For once, we agree. <laughs> I found a, com- a commercial that confirms it. Oh, really? Because this he, is interesting. He gets drank at some time, right? Yeah, the Kool-Aid man is... There's a commercial where he showers and fills himself up with water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then dumps Kool-Aid in. I'm glad we got to this. Make sure this is one of the... Cl- <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly the pitcher. Yeah. Come on, Detroit-style pizza. All right, we're going to go for real this time. Thank you guys so much. Uh, the programming note, reiterating that, Wednesday next week, I won't be here. JD, yes. Ben, yes. Special guest. A special return of someone, maybe, perhaps, oh, potentially. 
I'm not gonna get your hopes up though, because this guy has been MIA AWOL since 2021. And honestly, I don't know if he's gonna make the walk, but if he does, it'll be it'll be good for you guys, and I'll definitely be tuning in. Hope you guys have a great weekend. See you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Peace.